welcome back to the final episode of the academic year of the Hatchets Weekly News podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Alec Grich. One of the biggest storylines throughout this pandemic has been the survival of small businesses, with restaurants often getting the top billing there in terms of attention. Restaurants in Foggy Bottom have been no exception to that struggle, as numerous businesses were forced to temporarily shut down early on in the pandemic, while several others, including GW community staples like BTS and Bertucci's, shut their doors for good. We're looking to gain some insight into how the pandemic has impacted restaurants in Foggy Bottom and what the outlook is moving forward with the potential for an in-person fall at GW as vaccinations continue to roll out. I spoke with Tonica Quigley's managing partner, Jeremy Pollock. In our conversation, Jeremy spoke candidly about the trials a small business like Tonic has been through over the last year, including when the restaurant's leadership team contemplated closing up permanently. All right, Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. So just to rewind a little bit, it was well document, documented that the onset of the pandemic here in March 2020 was a difficult period for many restaurants. And one particular decision that Tonic made was to lay off around 75% of its employees during that time. So can you kind of take me through what the start of the pandemic was like for the restaurant and why a decision like that was made? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, going back to, uh, you know, a year ago, March, when everything went down, I guess, uh, like the 11th or 12th of March, we, uh, we basically shut down and laid off about 99.9% of our staff. Um, and then it's been a slow climb from there. Uh, within a few weeks of that, we started doing takeout and delivery, um, which brought us to about 5 to 10% staff levels. And um, slowly but surely, we've, we've, uh, we've um, grown little by little to opening up and then closing and then opening up and closing again because of COVID, because of uh, other issues in the district. Um, whether it be the Black Lives Matter or the elections, all sorts of fun stuff going on around here <laughs> in terms of uh, how it affects Tonic. Um, but, you know, as of today, we're, we're probably around uh, 35% uh, in terms of our staff levels, and we're probably around 40% in terms of where we should be revenue-wise. But starting next Friday, we're allowed to open back up uh, 100%. So there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And during that period of time where you were entirely reliant on takeout, you know, how difficult was that for the restaurant? Uh, it was very difficult, uh, very difficult for our staff. Again, the majority had to be laid off and go on unemployment. For me personally, it was very difficult to have to do that. I mean, the last thing you want to do is lay people off. And I still think about the day we closed when everything got shut down, I, I still haven't seen, um, I mean, I've talked to or emailed or texted with several staff members, but there are probably 30 to 40 people who I haven't seen since that day. Mm. Um, so it's, it's just a, a weird feeling. You know, someone you saw on Monday, you assumed you were gonna see on Wednesday and now I haven't seen them in 18 months. It's, 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 it's a little strange. And how many employees did you have when you were at full capacity? We were about 110. Mm-hmm. And we're about 40 right now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just have- still 25% capacity right now, uh, which is going to change next week. So hopefully we can, uh, we'll see some uh, uptick in um, uh, revenue. And in terms of turning towards kind of last fall as well, 
did kind of the partial return of students to the Foggy Bottom area, in particular this spring as well, aid business. And I imagine that was obviously boosted by things like loosening restrictions and uh, vaccinations. In the fall, we definitely saw a little bit of an uptick, um, especially with the opening of the outdoor dining and some indoor dining, and even more in the spring, because we're definitely more students back in the spring. And with outdoor dining, people definitely want to sit outside. And that's one thing we do have is a lot of outdoor dining. So, you know, we saw another little bit of bump there. And um, we're expecting a nice bump this weekend with virtual graduation, not a typical graduation, you know, which is normally one of our best weekends of the year. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's little by little, it's an inch by inch. Um, it's definitely a marathon. And during that period of time, how did it feel for you as a managing partner to see many other Foggy Bottom businesses struggling and some of them even shuttering their doors as a result of the pandemic? I mean, it's sad to see. I mean, as a small business owner, um, I, I never want to see anybody go out of business. Uh, I've been there, done that, and it, it could. One of the worst feelings in the world is to have a, to shut down a business, and to have it happen when it's completely out of your control is it's it's such such a helpless feeling. Um, you know, if not for you know the PPP one and two, um, we wouldn't be here. There is not a chance that we would still be here without the PPP program. Um, and we've applied for the restaurant relief program. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more help because we're certainly not out of the woods of yet. Um, you know, we still are operating way below what we should be. And there's a lot of costs that have uh, been deferred that are going to come due sooner or later. Um, but without the PPPs, without you know, the cooperation of our landlord, GW, how patient and understanding they've been. Um, and with some of the banks, how they've been, we certainly would not be here. Mm -hmm. So there was a time where you considered potentially having to close up down the line? Yeah, I mean, certainly there were several times along the way where, you know, there were just discussions about financially, did it make more sense just to close our doors? Um, and cut our losses. Um, but based on our particular situation and where we were with our, uh, the our creditors, uh, it made sense to, to keep trying. Um, and hopefully that pays off in the end. And yeah, I was gonna ask, do you expect to see kind of a return to pre-pandemic times then heading into the fall if GW makes the decision to resume in-person classes? Um, I don't think we'll ever see it exactly the same again, at least for not several years. I mean, mm -hmm. this, this pandemic is not going away by any stretch of the imagination. So I, and I think there you're going to see a lot more people telecommuting a few days a week. We're already seeing a change in patterns. You know, certain days are busier than other days that is different than before COVID. So clearly um, certain days are more popular to stay home and telecommute. So, but I, I think, you know, it's going to be a whole new world once things do, do start opening up. I expect to see a, probably a bit of a surge uh, when things open up. And, you know, unfortunately, there is um, going to be a little bit less competition in the beginning. So I think there's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit harder to um, maybe find a place to go. And supply chains are still a mess. So, and 
prices are still uh, way out of control. So you're going to see things not available. So getting back to normal, I think, is still quite a ways away. Then did you ever, during that time where you're contemplating, you know, the situation and the fate of the restaurant, did you ever consider in terms of the the impact of Hanukkah in terms, in terms of an anchor for the GW community? Definitely. Um, we had long discussions, my partners and I, and also some discussions with GW about who we are and what we can do and um, how to survive, you know, through GW and through our partners, you know, one of the biggest things we've done is we've worked with GW Hospital, providing meals there and doing a pop-up there every week. Uh, and we're still doing that. And that's been a lifeline for us. Um, working with GW to provide meals for staff and students who, um, like students who have been quarantined, we've been doing that. So, uh, you know, the support from the GW community has been just unbelievable. Um, just all the people I know just reaching out to me saying, well, what can we do? How can we help? Has been, you know, it's, it's been, it's been touching in a way. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling with everything that's going wrong, but to see how people are helping each other sometimes is, it's nice to see. Mm -hmm. So are your expectations moving forward dampened or, or just different in terms of the outlook of the restaurant? Just different. I, I mean, I think we're all just different a little bit now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not maybe looking out so far into the future as we used to, you know, not making those five or 10 year plans for the restaurant. Um, but just different. Um, I know for me personally, there were several months there where I was only working, you know, five or six hours a day, which in the restaurant business is unheard of, but, uh, kind of like that. <laughs> so, you know, it makes you take, and, and, you know, and it, for me, it's made me take stock and on how I want to approach this and how I want to do it. Um, I certainly appreciate tonic and the tonic community and my tonic family and the, who I haven't seen you know I, I think a lot of us have come to appreciate some of the things that we took for granted a lot more and do you hope to be able to hire back most of that staff in time we're hiring right now if you know anybody send them over <laughs> so um, we hope we hope to get back to full capacity in terms of staffing uh, before the fall semester gets going because we're hopeful as getting back to normal goes, I think we'll see what that looks like come the fall. That's when I really think you'll get a really good idea about what the new normal, whatever that means, will be. Mm -hmm. and lastly, I just want to ask, does it give you hope that something like Western Market in 2010 might create kind of this surge of new business in Foggy Bottom in general? Obviously, it'll create more competition as well. But do you think? It oh, might I'm, I'm really excited about yeah. it. Uh, one for some new places to eat and two I think um, if it turns anything that makes Foggy Bottom more of a destination is, is good for tonic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm confident in the product that we're putting out that I'm not concerned about what's going to be in there and um, I hope there's a lot of good places and um, yeah I'm kind of excited about it. I was walking in there the other day and it, it looks great. It looks like a, it's going to be a fun spot. I think it definitely will be a draw to the community which you know, there's so many great new communities uh, in, in D.C. So um, anything that makes Foggy Bottom a destination, I think, is a great thing. Jeremy, thanks so much. Thank you. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Kira Reagan.
Thank you to everyone who's listened over the course of the 2020-2021 academic year, and we'll see you this August.